Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome one, welcome all to the court of the Trashy Royals, where we assemble each week to reveal and revel in the tales of our betters behaving badly. My name is Stacy. Hey friends, Alicia here. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Naughty Nobles as we continue the Trashy Royals tale of Lord and Lady Mountbatten, Edwina and Louie. In this episode, so many more affairs, a medical (laughs) condition or two, really focusing in on the early 1930s part in this one. And whoa, hold on to your hats. That's all I have to say. Before we begin our episode today, we do have some big love and thanks to give to a few fine folks out there who have become our most recent Patreon supporters. Stacy, who needs the love today? Big love and thanks to Simon H., Amy M., Pauline B., and Natalie G. Holy cats, y'all are amazing. We appreciate you and our entire sustaining Patreon community. Again, really easy. You want early and ad-free episodes, two bucks is going to get you your very own private Trashy Royals podcast feed every single week. Really is easy. We drop them, you get them. Thank you, Patreon community. Thank you one and all for coming to listen today. It is time. Let us in on to more Lady Edwina Mountbatten behaving kind of badly, if not trashily. This whole series has really been a ride. We are getting close to closing it up, but there are a few more stories here that if we did not mention, we would be remiss. <laughs> so we have taken Edwina and Louie through their childhoods, their courtship, their wedding, their honeymoon, and the first decade of their togetherness. It's fair to say that unlike many aristocratic women in her day, Edwina Mountbatten was attracted to men and women of all colors. Her first documented affair with a black man was with the musician Leslie Hutchinson. He goes by the name of Hutch. Around this same time, Edwina was also rumored to have slept with another black musician and actor. His name was Paul Robeson. So we have Paul Robeson and Hutch. Gets a little tricky. In 1932, Edwina's connection to these men Definitely got the rumor mill going, but when a newspaper printed an article about her and a quote-unquote colored man, it was a little bit unclear which of the men it was referring to, Hutch or Paul Robeson. A mixed-race couple in the 1930s was already something that would have caused gossip. I assume that would be quite scandalous for a member of the aristocracy in the day. I mean, look at Harry and Meghan. It, it, right. it, it was scandalous a bit today. Well, super more scandalous in the early 1930s when the 
mixed-race couple involved a married, rich, aristocratic, titled white woman with very, very close ties to the royal family. Mm -hmm. This caused an outright scandal, capital O, capital S. Scandals are nothing new within royal families. So, on May 29th, 1932, Edwina's rumored love affair with Hutch was written about in the Sunday paper called The People. The story appeared in an anonymous gossip column under the heading, Society Shaken by Terrible Scandal. It read, I am able to reveal today the sequel to a scandal which has shaken society to the very depths. It concerns one of the leading hostesses in the country, a woman highly connected and immensely rich. Her association with a colored man became so marked that they were the talk of the West End. Then one day the couple were caught in compromising circumstances. The sequel is that the society woman has been given hints to clear out of England for a couple of years to let the affair blow over, and the hint comes from a quarter which cannot be ignored. Who do you think that quarter which cannot be ignored is? I would think the king... The king and the queen, Mm -hmm. yeah. So, although Edwina was not named in the column, everybody, come on, uh, immensely rich, highly connected. Uh, Like premier hostess in the country, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knew who they were talking about. So, here are the Mountbattens. Feel they need to do something to defend Edwina's reputation this time. But it was tricky. They didn't really know how to handle it. So, (laughs) Dickie writes to his mother about the situation. We both don't want to add to the publicity by a notorious libel case, but we cannot allow her to be thought guilty by taking no action. Tricky situation, right? This is an early example of thinking through what is now known as the Streisand effect. (laughs) Exactly. Unfortunately for the Mountbatten's lady and Lord Mountbatten, Edwina and Louis, the decision was sort of taken out of their hands because the palace steps in and the palace demands they take legal action. So the Mountbatten sue the people and its owners. When the court date was scheduled to hear the case, it was set for very early in the morning and with no advance notice. So it reduced the coverage for the press. Kind of shady. Another non-standard part of this hearing was that both Edwina and Dickie were allowed to give evidence, which was not the typical protocol. When we say Edwina gave evidence, did Edwina tell the truth? I'm going with no. No, she totally perjured herself on the stand. Two-tiered system of justice. Edwina said she had never in her whole life met the man referred to. End of story. I don't even know who you're talking about. The judge in this no publicity, let's have it at six in the morning case, the judge rules in Edwina's favor, and the newspaper was forced to apologize and write a retraction. So public face is saved, but the interesting back end part of this is Edwina and Dickie didn't ask for any damages to be awarded. They're like, you just need to take it back in the press. We know this is real. We know, like, you're not lying. Yeah. We're not going to seek any damages, but you cannot say this about Edwina. Many people suspected, even then, 
right, that a deal had been made Mm -hmm. to clear Edwina's name and placate the royal family. Now, maybe one would think Edwina lies, perjures herself, the cases ruled in their favor. Maybe Edwina and Dickie would just kind of lay low for a little while. Nah, not the two of them. They were not shy at all about celebrating their victory and Edwina's vindication through lies. That uh, The night that they won in court, they threw a party in Paris. Then King George and Queen Mary invited Louis and Edwina to Buckingham Palace for lunch the next day to show their approval and solidarity. But that's not all. David... Prince of Wales future mm-hmm. Eddie VIII throws another party for them. It's Party City. The parties here were mostly for show, though, because everyone was still really upset. Yeah. Everyone's upset for their own reasons. Edwina's upset that she had been, quote, forced to submit to this public indignation, unquote. Her feelings, right, strain the relationship that she has with the royal family even further. That's her unhappiness. Dickie, bless him, trying to make his little naval career hanging out on the boat. He's unhappy about the publicity. Mm-hmm. This is a long-standing gripe of his that she keeps being photographed with men in Edwina. all kinds of locations. Do what you want to do. Just be discreet yeah, about it. Quit taking pictures. <sighs> Shut your Instagram down. <laughs> <laughs> Go dark, Edwina. (laughs) So Dickie's unhappy, again, about all the publicity, but he's also dealing with an unhappy wife being forced to do something she didn't want to do. And now Edwina's just complain, complain, complain about it. So Edwina's unhappy. Dickie's unhappy. The palace is unhappy because Edwina had brought this scandal upon them and the palace just disapproves of her behavior just in general. Oh God, here comes Edwina. It was shortly after the scandal that Dickie had been scheduled to return to Malta for naval duties. Edwina at this time was not only encouraged to leave the country for a few years by the royal family, but Edwina also was like, okay, I can get out of here. I don't mind leaving for a little bit. So I want to back up the bus and talk about these men in question. Who was it in the scandal rag that Edwina was gallivanting about with? Most people believe that it was Paul Robeson. Paul Robeson recently had gotten a lot of attention for his portrayal of Othello in London's West End. He's a really good actor. Edwina not only claims in court that she never met him, but also wrote that in her diary. Edwina's biographer, Janet Morton, admits though Edwina doctored her diary and other writings a number of times in case Dickie were to get a hold of her diary. No one was willing to testify that Edwina was lying, but that is easy to explain if there was pressure from the palace. Sure. Or financial incentives to keep your mouth closed, because it's not like... She and the palace are just sitting on dragon's hoards of money. The palace is sitting on dragon hoards of money. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Rolling around in their Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Dragon just, hoard just... money. Okay. 
back swimming through the coins. So Edwina maybe writes, maybe doesn't, maybe lies. However, writer Marie Seaton, who knew all of the people involved and who would later write a biography of Paul Robeson, said that Robeson confessed to Marie Seaton that he did go to bed once with Edwina. Marie Seaton is not the only one with this version of the story. Remember, Edwina has a sister. Her name is Mary. Mary later tells a Mountbatten biographer named Richard Huff that Edwina admitted that she lied in court. Even Edwina herself all but admitted it while having dinner with Dickie and some of their close friends. Dickie apparently this night was pretty open about the ordeal to make the accusations and the newspaper story go away. And Edwina at dinner this night just puts an end to the topic saying it's over now. What else could I have done? It's not hard to imagine Edwina felt she had no alternatives but to lie. However, the impact on Paul Robeson was significant. Regardless of whether or not they had an affair, these two clearly knew each other well. He had been to her house many times. Richard Huff writes in his book, Edwina, Countess Mountbatten of Burma, about the effect this had on Robeson. For Edwina to stand up in court and declare that she had never met him when their relationship had been so close and when he had been invited to her house frequently and been seen there by dozens of her friends deeply wounded him and he never got over it. Aristocrats, man. So although that court case focused on Paul Robeson, we talked about another guy, Leslie Hutchinson Hutch, that the story could have been referring to. We're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to find out more about Hutch, this other man. We'll see you on the flip. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Oh, Edwina. All right. She just can't keep herself out of trouble. So who's the other guy that we could be talking about? Other man that article could have been referring to is Leslie Hutch Hutchinson. Paul Robeson and Hutch were two of the best known and most popular black entertainers of the time. We don't hear a lot about Hutch anymore, but he was a giant of the cabaret and high society party scene of the 1920s and 1930s. Let me tell you about Hutch. He is handsome. He is charismatic. He is incredibly talented. Unfortunately for Hutch, the rumors of his longtime affair with Edwina overshadowed his musical legacy despite having recorded hundreds of songs. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Writer, composer, and producer Joe Evans was so fascinated by Hutch's life story and what caused him to all but disappear from public memory that he wrote a play in 2013 focusing on Hutch's affair with Edwina. Joe Evans explains his position. The crux of it was that the establishment tried to write him out of history in the 1930s and 40s. At the time, he was as famous and as talented as Paul Robeson, Fats Domino, Fats Waller, and even Duke Ellington. But it was partly because of the scandal at the time with Buckingham Palace. He was kind of forgotten for a long time. Wow. Another biographer, Charlotte Brees, describes Hutch this way. By the time he arrived in England, he was quite a figure. If you look at almost any description of Hutch, he's always the best-dressed man in the room. He's always the best-looking. He has impeccable manners. So, a little bit about Hutch. He started his musical career in the clubs of Harlem in the 1920s. The Vanderbilts had been so impressed by Hutch that they hire him to perform for them privately at the parties they hold in, saw my favorite stuff, New York City, Newport, Rhode Island, and Palm Beach. <laughs> they just keep traveling Hutch around with them for sure. their parties. I mean, if you've got to be on somebody's payroll, the Vanderbilts are a fantastic choice. So remember Edwina, the close connection with the Vanderbilt family. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it's through the Vanderbilts that Edwina meets Hutch. Or maybe... When Edwina was in New York City, gal palling around, wink, wink, with Sophie Tucker, mm -hmm. going to the clubs in Harlem. Sure. A lot of ways Edwina could have met Hutch. After Edwina gets to know Hutch a little bit, she's really impressed with his performances. Edwina recommends him as a piano teacher to the children of King Alfonso and Queen Ina of Spain. King Alfonso is the same one who is like, Dickie, don't worry about it. Your secret's safe oh, with sure, me. sure, <laughs> Then Edwina encourages Hutch to come to England, where he does become one of the most popular performers in the country. It doesn't take long before David, 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 Eddie, Prince of Wales, mm -hmm. names Hutch as his favorite singer. Hmm. Eventually, Hutch becomes the best paid entertainer in Europe for over 20 years. You've never heard of this guy, have never you? Never heard. This uh -uh. is, it's amazing that, wow, yeah, just written out of history. Now, let's get a little trashy. During the time Hutch was teaching the Spanish royal children how to play piano, Hutch began an affair with their mother, Queen Ina. <laughs> their affair lasted a while, and Andrew Loney describes it as an open secret. After Hutch went to Spain, Edwina encouraged him to come to England, where he plays several London venues that the Mountbattens and their social circle frequent, like Café de Paris and Chez Victor. Joan Vivian, a socialite at the time, remembers. At Chez Victor, he used to sing directly to Edwina Mountbatten, who, on occasion, took off her chiffon scarf and put it round his neck and kissed him while he was playing. He sang The Man I Loved to Her. He was madly attractive and intelligent. How we envied her. Edwina had a lot of interactions with Hutch after he moved to England. He'll play the piano and sing at parties that her friends have as well as her parties. 
Lady Pamela Hicks, daughter of Edwina, says about her mother and Hutch. Whenever she gave a party, Hutch played for her. It was the habit of society women to give the entertainers presents rather than pay them. I don't love that, but well, I guess it depends on the present. Well, let's talk about some of the presents because Edwina is a good gift giver. Some of the gifts that Edwina gave Hutch as payment were a gold and jeweled encrusted cigarette case, a gold ring, a diamond watch. Edwina loved telling all of her friends that she had purchased a diamond encrusted penis sheath from Cartier as a gift for Hutch. She liked to add on in her telling of the story that she had to order an extra large one. Hutch is sort of the first Porfirio Ruby Rosa. Gotcha. Legend. Legend in Mm -hmm. his own time. Mm I am sad to report that that is not as trashy as it gets. BBC producer Bobby J recalled an incident about Edwina and Hutch. I was at a grand party, Bobby J says. Edwina interrupted Hutch playing the piano. She kissed his neck and led him by the hand behind the closed doors of the dining room. This is where, if you have young ears listening to this, go ahead and skip probably two or three minutes. I'm going to phrase everything in medical body part terms here. Sure. However, we're trying to have a clean podcast, but some it's trashy royals and what they get up to is not always clean. Oh my. Okay. Bobby J. (sighs) She kissed his neck. Edwina kisses Hutch and leads him by the hand behind the closed doors of the dining room. There was a shriek, and a few minutes later, she returned, straightening her clothes. Hutch seemed elated, and before he returned to the piano, told me that with one thrust, he had flashed her the length of the dining room table. Andrew Loney writes about another gossip column that included a very compromising circumstance that Edwina and Hutch had allegedly found themselves in. The column read, Edwina and Hutch being inextricably united through, can't even, through vaginismus, a rare and temporary medical phenomenon, and having to be taken in flagrante delecto by ambulance from the Mountbatten's home at Brookhouse to hospital. Is anyone else unclear about what vaginismus possibly is? I've not heard of it. Vaginismus is a condition that causes the vagina to involuntarily close due to muscle spasms in the pelvic floor. On rare occasions, this can result in a medical condition called penis captivus. This sounds made up. Which happens when the vagina clamps down on the penis, Mm -hmm. causing it to become trapped. It is a rare condition. According to an article in Medical News Today, it is important not to try to force the penis out of the vagina. Doing so can hurt one or both partners. It is also important not to try to open the vagina or pry the penis out manually. Please continue. So Edwina and Hutch, just imagine the visual Uh here. They're taken, inextricably Mm -hmm. connected. United. By ambulance to hospital. Mm -hmm. Probably wrapped in sheets. To treat this particular condition. 
No. Do you just sedate them both until everything relaxes? And I am unsure of how it's handled. I huh. think it's really that rare. I think it probably would involve sedation and just relaxing mm-hmm. every one. Now, poor Dickie, the most understanding husband yeah. in the history of the world, is not as understanding or patient about this particular affair as... He had been kind of in the past. This time, Dickie was jealous. Band leader Alfred Van Stratton wrote in his diary in the early 1930s about a time when Dickie came into Quaglino's very drunk. And Alfred Van Stratton sat with Dickie and Dickie reportedly said, I am lonely and drunk and sad. Hutch has a prick like a tree trunk and he's fucking my wife right now. Wow. I that is that the first F bomb we've dropped on this on this podcast? I think so. It took forty eight episodes. Okay. That was quote Ooh, though. That's a quote. Direct quote. Again, trying to have a clean podcast here, but you're not making it easy, Louis Mountbatten. If you've tuned in because of your kids, we're over most of the medical terminology part, but we're not exactly done with Hutch. Because Hutch, popular, handsome, cool diamond watch. He's a smooth operator, mm-hmm. right? Edwina is not Hutch's only famous lover. This doesn't surprise me at all. It, it sounds like he was the talk of the town in London and, and elsewhere even. Hutch has a lot of female lovers, mm-hmm. wealthy ones. He also has a lot of male lovers too. Hutch was bisexual and, for lack of a better word, uninhibited. Hmm. Some of Hutch's other lovely ladies included... It's like a who's who. This is so many spiderwebs. Merle Oberon, Princess Marina of Kent, Cole Porter, Noel Coward, Tallulah Bankhead. Perhaps Hutch's most scandalous of his supposed affairs was with Princess Margaret in 1955 Hmm. when Hutch was 55 years old and Princess Margaret was 25. Wow. Princess Margaret, always a character. Hutch causes a lot of scandals. I mean, even outside his relationship with Edwina, he was such a prominent figure and his love life was such a topic of interest that Hutch's story even inspired a storyline in the hit series Downton Abbey. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hutch, just so you know, fathered eight children with seven different mothers. Making a note, he could be fun to follow up on for Trashy Divorces. Yeah. In 1930, one of Hutch's several mistresses, a young debutante named Elizabeth Corbett, became pregnant. Hutch wasn't so interested in marrying Elizabeth when she told him of the pregnancy, and it would have created an enormous scandal even if Hutch had been willing to marry her. So to solve the problem... Her parents, Elizabeth's parents, quickly married her off to a guard's officer, and when the baby was born, it was clearly biracial, and Elizabeth's new husband refused to raise the child as his own, and the baby was put up for adoption. Wow. Some ugly stuff. Ugly, ugly stuff. There's a little bit about Paul Robeson and Hutch, Leslie Hutchinson, who we don't really hear enough about. Clearly. I think that takes us through the medical uncomfortability of this particular story. When we come back from a really quick break, I do want to introduce into Fuller Frame Harold Phillips, also known as Bunny, 
the love of Edwina's life. We'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So early 1930s for Edwina. She's got a lot going on. Lies and no lies. Mm-hmm. Once Edwina is forced to get out of the country, remember Dickie's scheduled to go to sure, Malta. Yeah, go go to Malta, Edwina. Go hide out in Malta for a couple of years. Edwina's going to do that. She's going to go mm-hmm. with Dickie and try to be like a proper housewife for like five whole minutes. In 1932, Edwina <laughs> had grown bored of Malta and decided to go traveling with two companions. Who does she pick? We've heard about her before, Jean Norton, and also her sister, Nada. Ah, uh, Nada, sure. Her sister-in-law, I'm sorry, Nada. Yeah, yeah, sister-in-law. George's N- wife? George's wife, mm-hmm. yes. Prince George's wife, Nada Mountbatten. Nada and Jean and Edwina visit Istanbul, Jerusalem, Damascus, they even dine with King Faisal in Baghdad before coming home for Christmas. But once Edwina was home, it doesn't take Edwina very long to become restless again. This time she goes to Paris to stay with Yola, Dickie's mistress. Right. Right. It's Wow, oh, tiny little world. Tiny, tiny little world. Edwina, Yola going to hang out for a little while. From Paris, Yola and Edwina went to Cannes. And Monte Carlo, where Edwina will soon embark on a love affair with a very handsome Hungarian count, Anthony Saperi. Then it is on to Vienna, where Edwina and Yola stay for two months. During this adventure, Edwina writes to Dickie, saying, I do hope you're not jealous. After she tells Dickie that Edwina and Yola are sharing a room. Jeez. She continues, Edwina does, if you get into that sort of mood, think first before writing as it's asking for trouble. Wow. She's got a fat lot of nerve, Edwina Mountbatten, she doesn't she? She really does. Eventually, Yola and Edwina meet up with Dickie and David, the Prince of Wales, in Biarritz. It was there in Biarritz at a polo match that Edwina will meet Harold Phillips, also known as Bunny who will become the very greatest love of her life. Edwina falls hard for Bunny. The two become nearly inseparable. Even the Mountbatten daughters, Patricia and Pamela, loved Bunny. They grow to think of him as a second father. Lady Pamela Hicks writes, We loved having Bunny in our home. Quite simply, he made my mother easier to be around, and he genuinely loved being with my sister and me. He had the imagination for wonderful games, into which she would also be drawn. 
When he was away, he wrote us warm, affectionate letters, addressing each of us as the Weewoks, <laughs> one of the many pet names he invented for us. Bunny brought great joy to our lives, and I loved him deeply. He was a core part of my rather eccentric family. And although he was our mother's lover, they never displayed more than a friendly affection in public. He would stay with us for long periods of time, and to us children, he was just part of our everyday life. Hmm. Is that amazing? It seems unusual, but, you know, we've discussed here and elsewhere that the English aristocracy has a whole different morality code than what they expected of the middle class. Of Country the house and, parties, yeah, right? That is going to take us through the early 1930s adventures of Edwina Mountbatten, Paul Robeson, Hutch, Bunny. Next time, when we come back next week, holy cats, Edwina, we're going to hear a little bit about her being just a downright terrible mother. Seriously, this is going to knock your socks off this next bit. Not as bad as the medical stuff today, I was gonna but say, still pretty traumatic. By comparison, is it? We're also going to get in next time to Dickie's involvement into the courtship and marriage of his nephew, Prince Philip, to Princess Elizabeth. It all comes together here at Trashy Royals. Friends, again, Edwina, Louie. Sure. Trashy crown count off the chart well and the lives and careers and like historical placement of people that they damaged in their wake these were careless people careless people right like this is a gatsby quote (laughs) stacy i think you may have said it what was that quote gatsby let me see if i can remember it oh because i fitzgerald Mm -hmm. i like his wife so much better than him uh they were careless people tom and daisy They smashed up things and creatures and then retreated back into their money or their vast carelessness or whatever it was that kept them together and let other people clean up the mess they had made. Sounds right. Sounds super right. Mm -hmm. Thank you one and all for joining us today for this particular Careless People ride of Edwina and Louie. We will be back for you next Thursday earlier on Patreon with our continuing saga of the Mountbatten's. We really appreciate you joining us, telling your friends, your kind emails, your reviews too. And also don't forget, we got two other sister podcasts. If you found us here and don't know about Trashy Divorces or Done and Done. Sure, Trashy Divorces is Wednesday and Sundays and it is just an ongoing tale of marital misadventure, misconduct, a good podcast about bad relationships. Done and done. High society, true crime. We're in the swans right now. There's always something to listen to coming out of Trashy Headquarters over here. Once again, thanks everybody for tuning in. And you are simply the very best. We appreciate you so much for joining us. And until we meet again, friends, I think you should polish up that crown. I think you should keep your eye on Edwina Mountbatten. Mm. Edwina Mountbatten should keep an eye on her kids. Well. Whoa. Mm. Everybody have a tremendous week. Big love, y'all. Bye. Bye.